The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things, and when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Last week we heard about the wickedness of King Herod. His wickedness not simply in being a violent murderer, but also, even more, in silencing the word of God. Herod is one of those shepherds described by Jeremiah who destroy and scatter the sheep, who instead of leading the sheep to still waters and good pasture, devours them. Instead of setting a table before them in the presence of their enemies, he becomes their enemy. Instead of serving them a feast of rich food and of life, he prepares a feast of death at which he even serves the head of John the Baptist on a platter. It is to Herod that the word of God's judgment is directed. Behold, I will attend to you for your evil deeds. But for the sheep who have been scattered, the story does not end there. Not in Mark and not in Jeremiah. Jeremiah goes on and he says this, Then I will gather the remnant of my flock, and I will bring them back to the fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. That fruitful and multiply should remind you of the Garden of Eden. This gathering and returning and shepherding is the work of a new creation, a new paradise, a restoration of all that has been corrupted by sin and death, a restoration of you and me. I will set shepherds over them who will care for them, and they shall fear no more nor be dismayed, neither shall any be missing. What a stunning promise that is. No more fear, no more dismay, no more strain. That's heaven. It is the same image painted by David in Psalm 23, the image 
of a flock cared for by its good shepherd, who provides still waters and green pastures, who saves from fear even in the valley of the shadow of death, who comforts with his rod and staff, who anoints and fills the cup to overflowing. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We read Psalm 23 at funerals because we confess our hope that our loved ones who have died, who have been buried with Jesus in a death like his, will certainly rise again in a resurrection like his, a resurrection to paradise, to the Garden of Eden restored, to green pastures and still waters in heaven. But that hope, that hope for paradise, is not just a hope for the future. It is a hope that we see realized even now, just as the folks in our gospel lesson found themselves, even if only for a moment, once again in the Garden of Eden. Listen to how carefully the evangelist Mark tells the story. He shows us that even now, Jesus brings heaven with him. Like sheep without a shepherd, the crowds of people who had come to listen to Jesus were scattered in a desolate place, in the wilderness. And Jesus, seeing their need, had compassion on them. That is the mark of a good shepherd. And that is one of the most important things to know about Jesus. When he sees need, he has compassion. He cannot help but act. And so there he is with all of the people beside the waters with green grass underfoot, as Mark so carefully points out. And just like the psalm, Jesus comforts these sheep. But he starts comforting them long before he miraculously feeds them. Long before they become hungry for bread and fish, he sees their hunger for spiritual food. And when he sees their need... He begins to teach them. They have so much to learn. From the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, to the love of God and their neighbor, which is his holy law, his Ten Commandments. Notice how in Psalm 23, it is the shepherd's rod and staff which actually comfort. Rod and staff, which like God's law, are used to guide sheep to good pasture to ward off wolves and thieves, and to correct the sheep when they stray. That's what the teaching of Jesus does, what the Word of God does. It leads us in paths of righteousness, guiding us especially to the saving food of Christ's body and blood. It is for protection against what's false and dangerous, against the wolves and the thieves who are always, always trying to steal your hearts from Christ. And it is for disciplining us, correcting us and leading us to repentance whenever we wander into sin. The people in our gospel lesson who have come to hear Jesus, they can't get enough of it. They have such a hunger for his teaching that they forget about their stomachs entirely. It is my constant prayer that you will always have such a hunger for the teaching of Jesus. As the day draws on, notice that it's the disciples 
who are concerned about dinner. You give them something to eat, Jesus replies. An impossible task. And yet, when everyone was seated, he took the loaves and the fish, blessed them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to distribute, a very familiar liturgy. And not only was there enough to feed the 5,000 men, not counting women and children, what was left over after everyone had been filled was far more than they began with. For that crowd, the table prepared and cup overflowing were not just hopes for eternity. Here they were, right now, in the middle of this desert, in the middle of this dreary life, heaven on earth, in this moment. Jesus was keeping God's promises. He was making all things new. And so it is for you. Even now, in this life, heaven makes its way to you. You were straying like sheep without a shepherd. But Christ, the good shepherd, the overseer of your souls, gathered you into his fold in holy baptism. And he promised you paradise. He sees you in your need and he is moved to compassion. He sees your misery and is compelled to act. And he offers as his comfort his life-giving, enduring word. The teaching that you hear in church from the lectern and in the pulpit, in the liturgy, at Bible study, the teaching that you read in your Bibles and that you hold in your hearts, that teaching leads you in paths of righteousness. It protects you from what's false and dangerous, and it draws you back like the tug of a shepherd's crook when you wander away. Jesus teaches you and he feeds you, just like the crowd. He gives you his own body and blood in such abundance that his life spills out of you as you leave this place. You're like an overflowing cup, having had your sins forgiven and carrying the flesh and blood of Jesus within you out into the world. What is left over for you to share after you have been filled is always, always more than we began with. That is heaven on earth. And what you experience now, in part, you will one day see in full. What you enjoy right now so clearly as the love and care of your shepherd while he teaches you and feeds you. What you enjoy right now despite the shadow of death that hangs over this valley. You will one day enjoy without the bitterness of sin and sorrow. Without the need for protection from danger or discipline when you stray. What you enjoy right now, in part, you will one day have fully, all in all. Because Christ Jesus, your shepherd, who fills all in all, has promised it. And he will certainly do it. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.